Hi, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Who Knew We Didn't. My name is Marta, and my lovely partner in podcast over here is Megan. Megan, hello. <laughs> um, and today, because it's close to the holidays, we are talking about a very holiday-themed episode. Um, it's about sociopolitical conversations with families. So that shit that Uncle Joe brings up at the table that you do not want to talk about or you engage with, but when... Depends uh, who you are. Yeah, when Uncle Joe comes up and says, uh, gays have no place in Congress or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like... Uh, sexual education should not be taught to children under Ugh. 15 or some Ugh. bizarre fucking shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So or like guns for everybody. Somebody says something really inflammatory and you either have to engage or just have to focus on those mashed potatoes, um, which is what I do. I focus on mashed potatoes. Even. I focus on stuffing. Yeah. Oh, yes. My mom makes really good stuffing. We don't have stuffing. Did you know that Polish Christmas is pescatarian? Uh, Not completely vegetarian because we don't consider fish an animal. Pescatarian? Yeah. Pescatarian means you eat fish. Oh. Regardless, Polish people don't have any meat on Christmas, so there's no turkey, no nothing. That's too bad. Um, We actually, (laughs) we figure out a way around it. Anyway. No, I'm sure it's all delicious. I I digress. Uh, We are talking about, yeah, what happens when you connect with your your extended family and they start talking about things that you don't want to talk about or that you don't agree with and why that happens we have we're going to talk about why it happens why you might want to engage why you might not want to engage and how to handle it better in the future yes um and so to take us into slightly more detailed information we've got megan well yeah i mean i just uh, some some introductory thoughts it is that that time of year you know um larger you're, you're going to connect with larger groups of your extended family and you're bound to find conflict amongst amongst everybody's socio-political beliefs and opinions um a quick example at thanksgiving this past thanksgiving my immediate family and i uh, so not even extended family immediate family <laughs> were sitting down to a lovely turkey dinner and immediately we got into a conversation about gun control and when we tried to change the conversation away from that messy topic we ended up talking about a a brutal car crash involving a group of inebriated people uh, in this vehicle and that led us to talking about drugs and alcohol abuse and that turned into an even worse conversation and um, had even more divisive opinions and we ended up deciding to go back to the gun control conversation oh so it's really um, inappropriate that I laughed there because you went down a Oh yeah, it Sad was garden path. It but. was quite. It was actually it was fun. I had a good time at Thanksgiving, <laughs> but it was a really bizarre uh, choice of of conversation, um, and and led to some sort of uncomfortable silences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I do want to mention that a lot of the research that I that I found for this topic talks about uh, liberal and conservative views, and I just want to point out that. Um, in the research that I found, it's the the use of the word liberal and conservative uh, it comes from a very American ex- uh, perspective, I guess I should say, like Democrat versus Republican. Or like North American because Canada. Well, no, I was going to say like Marta and I are, are Canadian and in Canada, liberal and conservative is a little bit different up here. Like we have more political parties up here. And in my opinion, um, at least the liberals in Canada are actually more conservative in their politic politics than other parties like the New Democratic Party or the Green oh, Party yes. or Libertarian Party or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay. Um, just for the purposes of today's discussion, when we say liberal or conservative, uh, I'm using it in the more American way of like Democrat versus Republican, like just keeping it 
like as a dichotomy yeah yeah exactly just the two Yes. Um, So first, I want to talk a bit about why we have these conversations. So we, as as you all probably know, we don't pick our families. Um, Families present a rare opportunity in our lives that we have to have close encounters with someone who who might not share our political views. Uh, I found an article on NPR that quoted uh, a university political scientist, University of Pennsylvania political scientist and author who said that it's rare to spend much time around people who have different partisan leanings than you do. Like people largely opt to associate with others who share their leanings in their social relationships. You might not always be conscious of political differences with somebody at first, but we do pick up on cues about whether or not someone generally agrees or disagrees with with us um, and you don't really build friendships or partnerships with people who have you know polar opposite opinions to your own um, you do at work like you don't really have a choice who you work with or who you have to interact with so you may have some people who have different views but you're at work so these conversations occur less frequently and when they do there's a very easy out you go back to work yeah, yeah. Or you just say we're at work. Yeah, we're at work. There's no place for it. You know, it's it's very easy to turn off that conversation. It is not so with extended family, especially not so when you're supposed to be spending time talking, conversing with family. That's interesting that you brought up work. I've got so many anecdotes. Oh, yeah. From like, as many listeners probably already realize, Marta and I work together and we certainly have run into these yeah because we all, lots of times. Yeah, we all chat at work and we chat over Skype and there's time to just kind of like chat I don't know a better word for it so sometimes to talk to do our job and you throw in little yeah or like questions or whatever and so sometimes it gets a little bit too politically leaning for me at least and I I definitely just tip out of the conversation but I think that's just because I'm a non-confrontational millennial that doesn't like to fight for her beliefs she just holds them and quietly I don't know if that's a like case for millennials but me I just like (laughs) hold my beliefs and back away from any political conversations because I don't need to fight with you because I'm right yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely but holidays holidays present a scenario for us because we're we're kind of forced to spend time with a large group of people who may or may not agree with our own views yeah. Um, Robert Barron, a University of Iowa psychologist who studied political polarization, says that family gatherings offer the chance to debate politics without immediately demonizing those uh, with different views, like like because there's garbage people. You know what I mean? You can't immediately <laughs> decide that your uncle is a garbage person just because of his views Not on gun control. Over a few years. Over a few years, maybe you can. <laughs> um, Barron says that we have a strong tendency to question their motives and how well informed their political uh, they would be. Um, but if it's someone in your family who you love and respect as an intelligent, uh, an intelligent person, like your brother, your parents, your crazy uncle, um, we're more likely to have positive discussions than negative ones, even if we do disagree with them. Yeah, actually, I wanted to start off by saying that my family's pretty different, uh, which is why I mentioned that you might see this in uh, television family tropes, because my family, we don't really talk politics. It's weird. At least really? not at, yeah, at least not at like Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like we talk about other bullshit and like just you troll have, like, a each other minded family. Like, do you guys No, And that's no? yeah, that's the thing that I was going to say. Like, we don't 
tend to talk about politics much and I think part of that is because my parents are immigrants so the situation they came from is very very different Mm. from what is happening in Canada and liberal or conservative everything's better than waiting in line for fucking food stamps and not knowing if there's going to be bread in the store so everything's better than communism (laughs) so hey fair yeah 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 and like I mean it was a it was a fuck Marxism was a not Marxism but like just general like the idea that everyone's equal and everyone deserves equal is a great nice idea but works on paper yeah exactly so my parents are like fuck it like Trudeau whoever the fuck the other person is like whatever this isn't something we're gonna fight with her family about over dinner but that being said when my parents are watching the news they tend to talk politics. Interesting. Yeah. And it's funny. That's so funny. My parents never, uh, first of all, they don't really watch, watch, watch the news. It's sort of on in the background, but they don't really pay attention to it. Um, But we talk politics when we're sitting down at the table together. We don't. That's like when we have political discussions. My family's uber political. We're, that's, I kind of, and I think that this is the wrong word, but yeah, pretty political. Yeah. They're into it. Like, like my, uncle's a mayor my grandpa was a mayor my oh damn yeah you guys are like, political as hell yeah my aunt's Uber heavily is the right involved word. <laughs> in the ndp party like it, they really really truly care about all levels levels of politics yeah none of us are really involved interesting um as when i was younger i used to find it really obnoxious when people tried to talk politics and i hated it i was like just vote whoever the fuck you want to vote on the ballot and that's it like i don't want to fight with you i don't want to dislike you who you are as a person and so that's maybe why I back away from those conversations. Maybe. And I also get really fired up really quickly. So She gets fired right up. <laughs> Fire her up. Um, that's that one of really our favorite up. sayings, by it the way. Definitely. It's our one of our new favorite sayings. I love fired up. Fired up. Um, and similarly, Calvin uh, and I talked politics during the election, the U.S. election, 2016. Um, and it was super interesting to see how he looks at things. And he had a couple, like, conservative-leaning ideas or conservative leaning like statements that initially directly put me off and like Hmm. put me on edge but because of the way he was looking at things like he didn't have that echo chamber of social media he doesn't use social media and so when i was talking to calvin about like oh trump there's no way he's gonna win he's like actually like he might because of this and this thing because of the way that he's positioning himself this and this way and like that's so funny and calvin is very like it matters a lot to him where automotive industry jobs are obviously right which is a big thing big part of the american economy automotive industry and manufacturing industry so he's like that matters a lot to me so i can only imagine how much it matters to americans who are losing their jobs left and center yeah so it was very interesting and because he's my boyfriend we had to talk about this on civil terms like we couldn't just yell at each other like regular people do when talking about politics although I definitely did yell a little bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I was gonna say Taylor and I Taylor's pretty hands-off with politics I'm very lucky that I have um a partner who shares like in general the mm -hmm. same views as me but of course I do why would I pair with somebody who has vastly different views from me we're definitely going to touch upon that yeah um uh but his uh his family really likes to talk about trump they're all really big news watchers they really love to yeah they that that Uh, it's their favorite conversation um also kind of my i i would think that i kind of grew up in a bipartisan household because my parents are really 
critical thinkers mm-hmm. and like analytical thinkers. And so they would vote on the person who was presenting the best policies for them. They didn't necessarily subscribe to a certain party. They were thinking about actually what this person, what their platform is and what they're bringing. And so for me, I've always, it's always been like equal consideration, liberal, conservative. Although personally, I identify more as a liberal because I think that most millennials do. um, And that's part of my like morality, which I'll go into further Mm -hmm. later. Um, Megan knows because she recommended this (laughs) TED talk. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's interesting because my parents always looked at it at both sides of the coin. And when election day was coming, we were always like, oh, well, who are you voting for? It was never like, I'm voting red for sure. Or I'm voting blue for sure. It was always a possibility. Where I'm from, it's kind of the same candidates almost every year. And so it's it's fairly repetitive. But my family is the same way. They aren't necessarily voting by party. They're voting. Um, they're, they're sort of more voting local, I guess you could say. Like they're voting for the person who's going to do the best job of like building policies that will support them in their area or will do the best job of representing this area yeah. at parliament. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just one more point that I wanted to make. Everyone thinks they're the good guy when we're talking oh, about yeah. politics like uh again this and TED that the talk, other person is the bad guy yeah this ted talk that i briefly mentioned was it, he, the guy mentioned he's like everyone thinks that they are the brad pitt in the zombie movie nobody thinks that they're the zombie in the zombie movie mm-hmm. i did want to mention uh dear listeners i don't know if you've noticed the lovely sound of rainfall oh, um we are like in our last episode, we are coming to you live from uh, inside Marta's car, and it's raining. So, <laughs> so um, please enjoy the soothing that. sounds. Uh, if you listen to our sense and perception episode about rainfall, probably a high percentage of you enjoy the sound and of it, falling you feel rain. Calm, especially and it makes you feel calm, which Megan's is nice for super this. Melodically. Yeah, but it's also a good feeling for this. Uh, p- potentially Downer inflammatory conversation. Uh, conversation topic of politics and family. So enjoy the rainfall. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Marta. Keep going. No, no, that's that's about it. Everybody thinks they're a good guy. Nobody wants to think that they're a bad guy. And why? What do you think about how that fits into your family? Do you have any bad guys, good guys, Megan? Me personally, yeah. Um, I don't know that I would leave it as good guys and bad guys, but I certainly do have difference of opinions within my family politically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, um, first of all, I do have an American in my family. My sister-in-law is from the United States. And so she, it's its really cool. <laughs> like she, she brings an interesting perspective, perspective to our conversations because she um, talks about it from a different a completely different background than we do um also my family although i guess you could say we're like liberals as far as what a liberal is in canada Mm -hmm. um from my perspective my parents certainly have very conservative views of Uh, things yes um not as not as liberal as mine is that because they're gen xers though or baby boomers um or because they're farmers i don't know yeah, yeah yeah Like, I don't, it could be a lot of things. But then I have uh, my aunt, who I mentioned, she's very active in the NDP NDP, party here. Which is liberal. um, Which is like more liberal than Canadian liberals. Yeah. 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 Um, So she's really um, uh, cares about, you know, uh, 
equality yeah exactly that like everybody should have um like there should be social programs in place that there should be outreach in place that like yeah, yeah. the the government should provide for its citizens in ways that the um liberal and conservative party in canada often you know close their pockets to i guess now you could that you're say. talking about social outreach programs and you mentioned earlier that you're not in a relationship with somebody you're like why would i be in a relationship with somebody with a different political like aggressively different political views calvin and i have disagreed about social outreach programs oh, on really? many times yeah and economic policy and that sort of thing and he thinks that healthcare should be privatized for certain reasons and i love that it's public here so it's interesting but now that i'm thinking about it i think that we are a bipartisan couple oh yeah i mean like I think that Calvin's like much more conservative leaning than I am. I don't know if if Taylor is more conservative leaning than I am. I think that we we're, walk the line. We're really a lot alike yeah. in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and um, we agree with each other on a lot of things. I think for as much that I might think liberally, he might think conservative. For as much that I might think conservative, he might think liberal. But most of the time, we walk the line together. That was a beautifully constructed statement. I don't know why. I just really liked it for as much as he might think I liberally, whatever. Anyway, I just butchered it, but I liked it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> also, it's I'm going to let you continue with your... Oh, no, no, that's fine. Um, and just in terms of did I come from a bipartisan household, I think my parents are quite like me and Taylor mm. in that, like, yes, they differ in opinions sometimes. I think my dad is more conservative than my mom sometimes, but then I also think my mom is a lot more conservative than my dad in other ways. But most of the time, I think that they agree. Um, I don't always agree with them. Sorry, I just locked the door because I realized that the car <laughs> is really dark. the and shit out of me. We're in like a oh field. My God. <laughs> well, not a field, but we're, we're kind of... We're not in a field, we're in a parking lot. But I was just thinking... scared me. SSDGM. We're in a really dark parking lot. Yeah, it's and true. it's raining, and so um, I just. This is a pretty safe neighborhood, but my car just made a weird noise, and that's why I got scared. Yeah, and locked the doors. probably what would happen is somebody would notice us here and come over and knock on the window to see if we are okay. Anywho, we digress pretty heavily. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, well, okay, I guess I'm going to move forward. I want to talk a little bit about why we, we've talked about why we have them, like why we inevitably have them. But I want to talk about why we kind of want to have them. Um, it, it, like we just do. Uh, again, that, that man I quoted earlier, Baron, he says that people who have any brains just avoid the topic, uh, that they, <laughs> they just avoid the topic. I did not know that was coming, but I yeah, agree it's with funny, Mr. Right? Baron because... You guys heard me earlier. Yeah, you just avoid the topic. They, they know that they've got family members who don't share the same point of view, so we just avoid it. But it is hard to avoid ganging up on crazy Uncle Joe uh, when he decides to push his views against same-sex marriage or why sexual health shouldn't be taught in schools or why feminism is just man-hating or some crazy statement like that. And it could be less crazy. Like it I could always be less of, crazy. Yeah, I always it could be less extreme than that. The crazy uncle, he's like, he could be uber conservative, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's like for the like maltreatment of a certain type of person. It could just mean yes. that he has like a different view on an economic policy or something. Yes. Anyway, sorry. That's true. No, that's true. Um, we all we all have individuals in our families who have positions that are different from our own um, and annoyingly so uh, and the holidays put us in a position where we're forced to interact with these people but it's also an opportunity for us to prove these people wrong 
Sucker. And I think that that's really the heart of why we kind of do want to have these conversations as awkward as they are. I'm right choke on my political correctness yeah absolutely (laughs) we want we also want to persuade people over to our side especially in times where you're in a sort of tense political atmosphere like near an election you know every little bit helps so if we're having these conversations with family like it's an opportunity to influence our vote or their vote do you think those conversations ever actually sway the person uh well hold on to that maybe we'll get into that in a little bit but i think there's potential Uh, for it teaser i think there's potential for it um if this is your goal by the way if you're if you actually are trying to persuade people um an assistant professor at u of t uh that's university of toronto matt feinberg and his co-author stanford university sociologist rob willer uh they pointed out in uh in one of their published studies that you're more likely to be successful if you appeal to the ethical code of the other side god damn it i'm upset that you're saying this sorry do you want to talk a little bit? Well, you I was just, it. no, I was, that was my, whatever. I got more to say I, about that too. I've got other stuff about that. No, so you, 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 take, you, you continue. No, no, no. That, that, that's about it for why we want to have those conversations. <laughs> you go for it. You take over for a bit. You drive. Um, well, so I'm going to, I wasn't ready to talk about that yet, about how to Nor convince. Nor am I necessarily. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I just let's thought I'd about, throw it in there. <laughs> let's talk about something completely different for a moment. Yes. Um, and I started this off by writing a question, super corny question. Do you ever feel like when you are talking to your conservative family as a liberal that you feel that they've got completely different brains? Are you asking me personally? Well, I was asking the general podcast public, but I'll ask you. Oh, there's our friend, the train. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you know that occasionally a train passes through the town we sometimes record in. Maybe it is happening should, now. Yeah, maybe we should like ignore. Maybe we should not bring attention to the noises. The noises of the rain and the train. <laughs> that blue mart is mine. <laughs> <laughs> that silence was just like astonishment. You, you, you didn't rhyme. see it, listeners, but the eyes but like opened so much. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Megan, do you ever feel like you're opposite minded political family members? Oppositely Have politically brains. Opposite politically minded. Well, uh, that statement doesn't work, but you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. Um, not not necessarily with family members, but I have thought that about people before. Okay. Yes. Okay. I can't think of a specific occasion where I've had that with a family member. I can because think of that with coworkers. Similar. I can Ooh, yeah. think of that with a couple of coworkers where I was just like, you are on a different Plane. fucking planet. Yeah. So that's because they do. <laughs> Um, So if this sounds reedy, it's because I'm reading in a 2012 article by Emily Labor Warren. uh, She broke down the science saying that psychologists have found conservatives are fundamentally more anxious than liberals, uh, which may may be why they typically desire stability, structure and clear answers even to complicated questions. So, yeah. So like the way that a political party structures their running is appealing to that conservative brain or to that liberal brain. Wow. So it's really about you have to reach across the aisle and think about how the other person talks. People feel that liberals are pretty unstable because they're like very, well, maybe, I don't know, but I think that liberals are maybe conceived as more unstable because they're more likely to like try to see other people's views. and like, I think they're also more embracing of change. Yes. There we go. That's a much better way to say it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so the conservative brain may tend to be more anxious than the liberal brain. Uh, so they desire stability structure and clear answers to complicated questions, which is why when Trump was like, okay, this complicated question of illegal immigration, we build a wall. And they're like... Very simple concept. Yeah, simple Everyone concept, understands wall. Super stable, right? That sort of thing. Um, conservative brains have more volume in the amygdala, which is related to anxiety. Oh. That part of our brain is related to emotional and fear-based learning. Uh, their amygdalas fire at a greater rate than their democratic liberal counterparts. Uh, liberal brains, on the other hand, show a larger volume in the anterior cingulate cortex, otherwise known as ACC. The ACC has been linked to several functions, including conflict detection, which enables us to regulate our behavior by identifying discrepancies between instinctual, habit-driven impulses and our actual actions. This could be why liberals are more... Uh, like cognizant or seem like they're more cognizant or like crazy about racism right and oh. like trying to stop racism because it's like they're recognizing okay just because this person is other and i feel a certain way that they're other doesn't mean that it's right that i feel this certain way so they're more likely to try to go against their initial impulses uh because of that active acc so again when they identify discrepancies between instinctual and habit-driven impulses against our actual intentions so we intend to be equal and like-minded or not like like-minded like but treat everybody equally but your instinct ev psych says that people tend to prefer people who are in their own groups so if your skin color is the same evolutionarily there's evidence to support that you prefer people with similar skin color but hmm. liberal-minded folks don't take that as their be-all end-all um when we have political debates, we're not only operating in terms of our beliefs and values, but also our psychology and biology in terms of the way we perceive and respond to others in the world around us. Um, and conservatives and liberals are starting from a completely different foundation. Like, this is a pretty bold statement. Okay. And I don't know that I would completely subscribe to it. Like, I may, I agree and it makes sense. Like, it makes logical sense that conservatives and liberals maybe think a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. But again, or like that, that their brains are different. But is it something that you can't change? Right? Like, is it something that you just have to train your brain to be different? Is it something that, like, because of your physiology, like, because of the way your brain fires, does that mean that you cannot be a liberal? I well, think that's I think bullshit. It, I think it also matters, like, what kind of change do you want to see? Do you want them to fundamentally change... The way they think. The way they think. Or do you want them to just agree with you on this topic so they vote for the same person you vote for? Yeah, I don't know. And this brings me into uh, why do we why do we want to do this stuff? Uh, there's the idea that it's a moral divide, again, that we all think that we're the good guys. So yes, there's politics, but below that, your politics adhere to your morality mm -hmm. so whatever you feel is right as a moral code that's the political party that you'll subscribe to and here i am taking that tidbit that you started saying earlier about no no that's okay ethics uh because megan recommended a ted talk or at least she put it in the list of resources that marta might want to use so <laughs> i assumed it was free game literally so the name of the <laughs> the, 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 the list yeah the name of the list so there are two researchers height and graham uh and they suggested or have found evidence for liberals and conservatives endorsing different values to different degrees so liberals are found to value equality fairness 
and care and protection versus conservatives value loyalty, patriotism, mm-hmm. respect for authority, purity and sanctity. So maybe the problem is when we're fighting, we're fighting about different things like yeah, this plays so well in what I wanted to talk about. Perfect. Um, it's all yours. Uh, it's the the same study I mentioned uh, earlier, the one the guy from U of T, uh, Feinberg and Willer, um, came to the same sorts of conclusions. I'm so, so glad you're talking about a Canadian. Yeah, heck Yay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go Canada. Um, yes, uh, so, so that's very, very true. Everything that you've said there. Um, people tend to uh, present their arguments in a way that appeals to their own ethical side. Like, I'm the good guy, and here's all the reasons that good guys like me think that we're the good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking to your conservative uncle about same-sex marriage, saying that we shouldn't punish people for being a certain way or that religion should not play a part in our laws, that's ineffective because those He's are conservative values. Yeah, yeah. You, you, that will work on people who think like you, but that does not work on people work who work in the way that yours yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. So in the uh, Feinberg and Willer study, they were trying to see if morally reframing your argument could be more effective. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, they used the moral foundations theory, which was created by a group of social, cultural, um, social and cultural, pardon me, psychologists to understand why morality varies so much across cultures while consistently so showing so many similarities and recurrent themes. So uh, like Marta was just saying, according to this theory, liberals are swayed by um, benevolence, nurturance, equality, social justice, and conservatives are more influenced by group loyalty, authority, purity, patriotism, traditionalism, things like that, religious sanctity, blah, blah, blah. Um, so to apply this as part of their study, they had participants read an article that advocated for the support of universal health care using either a fairness argument, so health coverage is a basic human right, or a purity argument, uh, like a high uninsured rate means them more unclean, infected, and diseased Americans. This is literally exactly the same as the TED Talk, except they were talking about environmental policy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, conservatives who read the purity argument were much more supportive of universal health care and surprisingly even Obamacare. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they also crafted an Suck argument. On that, conservative. <laughs> you can be made to think it's a good idea. <laughs> um, they also crafted an argument that making English the official language of the United States, a traditionally conservative stance, would actually lead to fairer outcomes yes. for immigrants yes. and helping them avoid discrimination. And liberals were more likely to warm to that view. And um, so were a separate group of participants who just happened to really value fairness. <laughs> Uh, so this suggests that the reason, uh, pardon me, this suggests that the reason the reframing of the messages work is because they resonate with the deeply held moral values of the group you're trying to appeal to. You guys can't hear this, but I've been nodding aggressively. Aggressively, this whole time. aggressively. <laughs> that's right. Is that? Oh, okay. That's what I had turn. for that. If you want to, uh, I'm really, I'm really glad that we both had the same findings. Well. We both found the same evidence in different bodies of research. Yeah, I like that. Well, I, I mean, like you found mine too, so. <laughs> maybe it's, yeah, maybe chamber. that's the only reason why. <laughs> um, but it's really nice to hear this stuff because it means that it's not as dire of a situation as we think it I is. I thought that too. I was very reassured. Yeah, and at the end of the TED Talk, the guy said, you know, it's not 
you don't have to think about it as a zombie movie where there's good guys and bad guys. Think of it as the hold on, hold on, hold on as the buddy cop movie. Sorry, I said hold on as I was scrolling <laughs> as a buddy cop movie. So there's uh, movies where one cop is like from a super ghetto disadvantaged area and another cop is like super prissy and like uptight and came from a really well like uh, well positioned family or something like that and they hate each other at the beginning and then they slowly start to understand each other and then they get even further apart because of some one random thing that happens and then at the end even though they have their differences they both they want love to each other yeah they love each other and they want to uphold the law so maybe that's where now <laughs> maybe that's where society and is they right choose now. each other for their constant partners even though at the beginning of the movie they were just put together for this one case project yeah yeah you guys know the movie there's about 10 yeah and i've i notoriously don't watch any movies and but i'm she's sure a hundred times seen, yeah i've seen this <laughs> So it's really nice to hear that kind of stuff. And I think moving into, like, why do we fail at these conversations? How do we improve these conversations? That sort of thing. Uh, it's I'm going to bring in... I've been to relationship counseling before. Uh, and my, like, I've... I've actually, I was recommended relationship counseling by a friend who went for family family therapy. And it's, it, it, like, the things that happen in political conversations are the things that cause so many arguments. Like, I think that arguments are in and of themselves the same thing like the same issues like it's a breakdown in communication yeah maybe i'm not explaining this properly no, i but see where you're going with that the first thing that i think is it's important to come into the conversation not from the mindset that someone has malicious intent so like your uncle bob is not saying that you're a piece of shit because you believe otherwise he's just thinking he's just saying i'm thinking this it doesn't necessarily mean... I maybe do have to say sometimes people do come into it thinking and saying yeah. you're a piece of shit. Yeah, may, sometimes. Maybe that's but just on Twitter. <laughs> those people don't deserve your attention. But those ones family, really are garbage people. With your family, <laughs> generally, people aren't coming to it with malicious Yeah, intent. within family for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's really important to hear the person and what they are saying and like read, like try to figure out the underlying moral values. So mm -hmm. um, if it's your conservative aunt saying some conservative beliefs, try to like just be like, okay, I, I hear that you're saying this. Like, Try to be a good listener, a good active listener. Listen to understand rather than listen to respond. Um, that's just like argument 101. Yeah, I was going to say the whole world would be a better place if that was how we People, actually yeah. approach things. Yeah, um, and it Aside actually makes you a better person. Dinners. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you a better person and more mentally flexible to talk about this kind of stuff. So the more you face like people who are different from you or have different ideas from you, the better that you get as a person i think um and it takes two to tango so you really shouldn't be having these conversations with sexist under uncle bob or rah-rah conservative auntie joan if they're not respecting you and they're not open to your opinions so in a at a certain point like there's only so much that you can do from your own effort and sometimes you just have to look down at your mashed potatoes and avoid that confrontation because yeah. it really takes two people to have a constructive conversation um i also have here <laughs> Stop trying to convert your family. So stop trying to ch <laughs> stop trying to change their beliefs. Frame your argument in a way that will appeal to their beliefs. So find finding that and reading that moral purity essay. Oh, oh, sorry. There's a finding that reading a moral purity essay is more likely to make conservative people pro environment. That's a similar finding to mm -hmm. Megan's essays about what was it? English 
universal oh, English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, making English a universal language or, um, oh, what was the other one? Let me find it here. Um, oh, healthcare. Yeah. Universal healthcare. And another statement that I found compelling from that TED talk was when people are having political conversations, they don't try to persuade so much as they're just rehearsing their own positions. So instead, position it to persuade. You're not talking to a mirror. You're talking to your uncle who holds different values at different levels of importance. Um, And something that I found has really helped me because I mentioned already that I tend to avoid political conversations and I don't like them and they make me really uncomfortable. Um, I have a friend who's uber conservative and was super pro-Trump and he loved that it made people, it made all of his female friends pissed off. And he's Canadian. He's just super pro-Trump and it just like, it lit a fire under my ass. I got fired up (laughs) and I hated it. And, uh, it actually helped me to listen to his opinions and like to try to to try to hear what he's saying or why he's pro-Trump or like because then it helps me frame my arguments, helps me frame my arguments in a way that will make more sense to him. Also, I listen to a really conservative podcast now. Um, it's called the Ben Shapiro show or something like that. Um, he's super conservative. Initially, it was very difficult to listen to, Mm. but I listened to it as like a brain exercise to be like, okay, this is how conservatives are thinking. He makes really compelling arguments. If I want to, you know, understand how to converse with a conservative and help them understand my point of view. Exactly. Try to try to surround yourself with people who think differently from you, because then one, it'll help you converse with them because you know their language. You're learning their language. And two, it'll just make you a better person. That sort of thing. I think that's it would my help closing, round basically. you as a person for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my closing. Um, Avoid it if Auntie Joan is just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, yeah. And I mean, really, guys, it is the holidays after all. That's the, the point of this episode, at least. It's the holidays. So um, in terms of trying to enjoy yourselves, let's just try and keep these arguments to a minimum and remember that it's your family and as mm-hmm. crazy as she is you love that crazy uncle uncle joe or she Aunt, uncle joe she uncle joe hey that's possible know. that's possible it is possible auntie joan whatever you said you love these people you're real that you share blood um and you're sharing food so just try and enjoy it and Brick try and bread. keep those conversations to a minimum um same with religious. Same thing oh, goes hell yeah. Same, maybe even more so with religious conversations. Because I think religion is even more so tied to morality. Uh, yeah. And also I think that there's, I think there's I more room to be offended oh, for sure. in religion too. Like you can, you can agree or disagree on policy, but agreeing or disagreeing on the Bible is a different thing for a lot of people. I've actually gotten into many fights with my dad about religion. Oh, really? Thinking about this now. Interesting. Anyway, oh. we're, I don't want to go down that path. No, me neither. Jesus. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that was perfect. Don't want to get into it. <laughs> Agree to was, disagree. Megan was surprised by her own use of the word Jesus, and I loved it. <laughs> Let's agree to disagree with all your crazy aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and just... Try and enjoy yourselves. And if you do get into these conversations, let's do it right. Try and understand that crazy Uncle Joe's perspective uh, and, and build your argument in a way that appeals to him. If he's really conservative, 
don't build your argument argument around why we need to care for under underprivileged people yeah, because equality yeah, won't get through to don't him. go like it's the morally right thing to do don't go that way uh, we need to prevent harm to these people don't go that way build your argument around why caring for an underprivileged person makes uncle joe's life better or how it makes america great again yeah anyway <laughs> so so that's that um thanks for listening and hey happy holidays we hope you know whatever you're whatever you're celebrating however you're celebrating Polarizing. whoever you're celebrating that's with. the fucking word i was looking for earlier sorry oh no that's okay. Sorry. When I said like, <laughs> oh, this is pretty polarizing research. I was looking for the word polarizing. Oh. The research about the brain. Man. Sorry. I'm That's sorry. okay. Do you guys ever have that happen to you? Every so often. Probably every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah it I happens do that with Calvin all the, all the time. He's like, can you please stop shouting words <laughs> out of nowhere? I'm like, what? I don't know what you mean. No, that totally happens. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. And enjoy yourselves, whatever it is you're doing, however you're celebrating, whatever it is you're celebrating. Celebrate. Do it. Do it. Celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate with love and with family and try not to try not to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you don't have family, celebrate with friends or by yourself with your cat. God, we're trying to be too inclusive here. Fuck that liberal mindset. Whatever you're doing. However Do it. you're doing it. Keep listening to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yourself and keep listening to our podcast. Uh, like, share, subscribe, follow us on all the socials, on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think, how you feel. Who knew we didn't at gmail.com? What's your favorite food for the holidays? By the way, there's no apostrophes or commas or question marks or anything in our email address. It's just the letters. Who knew we didn't? That's right. I forgot to mention that. All one word, all lowercase. If you put spaces into an email address, then go on with your bad self. Put those spaces in. We probably don't want to hear from you. Can, can you put spaces in an email address? No. That's <laughs> the thing. What is that? Okay. That's it. Bye. <laughs>